Hi, my name is Jay. I'm the director of teaching and learning here at E2 Language. In this podcast, I chat to Rochelle Zakruski and James Warwick from Pearson about Pearson's new global online test preparation platform, or what's called the GOTP, which is powered by E2 Language. We talk about the crazy context from which this platform emerged, the 2020 COVID context, which has affected so many English language schools worldwide. We talk about GOTP's functions, its features, as well as the content for both students and teachers. And it really is a remarkable platform that we believe is going to transform the way schools prepare their students for high stakes English language exams. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Rochelle Zakrewski, joining uh, from London. I've been with Pearson for almost 10 years. However, uh, about four of that was in the US, and then I've mainly been based in higher education and joined the uh, English assessment a couple of years ago. So while I don't have experience in teaching, I've been involved in education for about 10 years, and uh, it's really great to see you both. Thanks, Rochelle. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm James Warwick. I am a um, former teacher and editor. Um, I currently work in a capacity as a digital product manager for Pearson. I've been here for around four years, so so less than Rochelle, um, but uh, you know, equally it's dedicated. Um, and in my current capacity, what I do is I, I take digital products um, and kind of conceptualize it and then deliver them for um, for for you guys. And I'm Jared Merlot, or my my teaching name is Jay. And I'm the director of teaching and learning at E2 Language. Um, E2 Language is a test preparation website. We cover high stakes English exams. Um, and we're talking today about a, a product that uh, we conceptualized and built and um, Pearson will be rolling out globally for us. So based on, on the, the kind of new market environment that we're seeing um, with, the, with the move online, um, what do you see as some of the kind of major trends and, and shifts in the industry uh, in the next coming kind of five to ten years? Um, I think everyone's talking about this as an accelerant with with technology and a shift to online learning. I, I think that's spot on. We were moving very slowly into good online learning, teaching and learning. I mean, the universities are... I'm going to be critical here. They spent a lot of money on, certainly in Australia, they spent a lot of money on their on their campuses and on their buildings, and very little money went into, you know, R and D into quality online teaching and learning, and certainly very little into the products themselves. Um, so I think this is. I really, I, I believe. I actually, I love. I love face to face learning. Like, you know, when I did my master's degree, it was wonderful to ride my bike down to the university and sit in a classroom with, with students, etc. Except, uh, like, a beautiful experience. But I actually believe that uh, technology will actually uh, improve learner outcomes if it's harnessed in the right way. And that could be done a lot through data collection and analysis, you know, reporting on uh, weak areas of language learning, for example, things that when you're in a classroom just get uh, glossed over. It's, it's almost impossible for a teacher to know the precise you know, vocabulary breadth of a student, for example, whereas if the student's doing online activities, the computer can pick up that sort of data and feed it through to the teacher. So I think, or at least I hope, that this accelerant will, will push a lot more you know, R&D into good quality online teaching and learning. And it's not going to be considered this 
secondary thing that we have to just go to because of COVID or whatever. I hope it can actually um, come to the surface for, for, for with showing its true potential. Yeah. What, what do you think? Do you think online learning's got great potential or...? Um, yeah, I, I mean, online is naturally one of the ways that we see things progressing and, and everything's online. Uh, pr primarily, yeah. I think there's there's a drive towards mobile. Um, I know that, that we're talking here mainly around web applications. Um, I think that, that mobile will become, uh, we've already seen a huge growth in, you know, India, in, you know, and, and Asia and, and South Africa and, and Zimbabwe and in people using mobile a lot more for their day-to-day -day lives. I know that their internet connectivity may be an issue, but mobile is now in everyone's hands. So the, the faster we can, we can reach them and, and the faster we can get products to them that meet their need at the point of demand, um, the the better placed we'll be as, as educators and as uh, teachers. So um, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely online, but, but primarily mobile. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I think having access to the online and definitely the mobile is extremely important just because people's plans in some respects have been temporarily halted. So a lot of people have been aspiring to study abroad, to work in a different country for, for many years. I think these are long held passions. And I think the fact that they're still able to study online and practice and prepare, I think that allows everyone to kind of still hold on to those dreams even if you have to set it aside for what may be a semester or a year or two. So I think that's really important. And I think that is something that might be able to give uh, students, test takers and teachers a lot of hope. Yeah, no, you mentioned you mentioned a good point, actually, around um, assessment and, and the growth in assessment. I think there's, you know, there are a lot of companies now who are releasing their own kind of English language assessments. Um, I think there's there's a drive towards digital certification, badging um, and and um, language really being the key to then unlock further life goals, whether that's migration or, or study. And I think that will only be accelerated, you know, in the, in the coming five years. So yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah, a trend that we're seeing. Okay. Um, so Jay, one question I have for you as someone who's still relatively new to, to, to this aspect of the industry, how did the relationship between E2 language and Pearson come about? Um, well, we were one of the first movers with PT academic preparation. Um, we were one of the first websites to, to build an online course for that. Um, quite luckily, a lot of it was being run out of the Melbourne the Pearson offices here in Melbourne um, through Sasha Hampson. Um, and so we developed a relationship around that. Um, Pearson then uh, kind of endorsed us as a, a trusted online uh, preparation partner and put us on the website. And we've, we've kept that relationship going. And then what happened was we sort of, we, we, we moved away from, or, or I shouldn't say we moved away, we're running our B2C platform E2 language, and then we really started thinking deeply about building infrastructure software for schools. Um, and a, a platform we developed specifically um, could be used really, really well for language schools. And we had all the digital content, um, the test prep content for the various tests, not just PT Academic, but also IELTS Academic, IELTS General, OET and TOEFL, that we could put into this infrastructure software and then actually go and plug in schools, like digitize schools and provide them with, in effect, what is uh, a digital school. Um, that concept was called E2 Classroom. Um, and, 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 that, and, and how we sort of developed it 
was we looked at what actually happens in a school or in a language school and all of the different interactions between the different people. So you've got teachers, largely you've got teachers, students and administrators. And so we needed to build really three very different sort of logins for each of those because they do very different things. Um, and we looked at all the different workflows and the dynamics of, of, of what happens. So if, if, as an example, you know, a student writes an essay in class, right, on a piece of paper and hands it to the teacher. The teacher looks at it, takes it home, marks it, brings it back the next day, hands it back to the student with red pen on it and some a grade and some comments, etc. Student looks at it, reviews it and probably pops it in the bin, but um, certainly <laughs> that's what I used to do. But And so what we had to do with the technology there was look at that whole workflow and that interaction and and digitize it and create that, build that into the platform. So there's obviously a relationship there between the student writing the essay, submitting it through the platform, it gets received by the teacher who marks it, um, and, and the way that it's marked is very clever. It's done through sort of automated rubrics rather than just using a red pen. It's then sent back to the student for review, etc. and there's points collected, etc. So that's just sort of one example of um, one of the aspects of E2 Classroom. Um, what we did is, after we sort of built this, we were really curious because we were super keen to go into India, which is our largest market, and, and test it. And um, what we also really wanted to test was the um, lesson plans. So we didn't want to just test student practice questions um, because what we ultimately wanted to do was provide teachers with teaching materials as well. And so over the last several years, we've built a lot of um, teaching resources that our teachers use on E2 Language to deliver the live group classes and the tutorials, etc. And so we went into these um, one particular small school in a little part of Chennai in South India and, and tested this out. And I think that caught Pearson's attention because, um, you know, I think we were brave enough to not just sort of build this stuff, but actually go and actually get it in front of students, um, put it, use it with teachers, etc. And, and it worked really well. So that's, yeah, that's how it sort of came about. So uh, you mentioned there were three kind of components to it. There was an admin side, a teacher side and a student side, and they all do very different things. So how did you kind of conceptualize what needed to be included in each and then what ended up actually being included in, in all of those three different user profiles that you that you ended up creating for GOTP? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the for, for teachers, I sort of fantasized about what I would have wanted when I was an English teacher in the classroom, because to be honest, I had scraps of paper on my desk and nothing was organized. And, you know, I had the pile of marking. I had another sort of pile of sort of scrappy old lesson plans and none of it was organized. Yeah, it's the life of a teacher. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah. Big, big time, big time. So when we built the dashboard, we sort of thought, okay, well, what do teachers do? So right at the top of the dashboard, there's messages because you're going to be answering questions from students. To the right of that, you've got marking. You click a button, there's your list of you know the oldest marking to the most recent marking you click on it you mark it um, to the right of that uh, or below that you've got your lesson plan so you you know you can you can walk into class two minutes before click on IELTS academic listening week four boom up it pops you can project it on the classroom wall or teach it via zoom it can be used for both um, and other features that that basically the core 
jobs that teachers do, we made digital. And then on the flip side or connected to that is the students. So what do students do? Well, they ask questions so they can submit questions. They study practice questions. There might be a live class where you're teaching PT academic listening and then they'll go and do some self-study, for example. Then they might actually book a one-on-one appointment with the teacher. So we built in the scheduling system as well. Um, so we looked at, again, what, what, what students do and what they need. And then from the admin perspective, it gets quite complex in admin because we, we did a number of things. We looked at sort of um, student management, teacher management, school management, as in, you know, the live class scheduling features, the timetabling, um, the authoring. So schools can author tools or there's an, certainly an authoring tool built in there. There's transfer functions. So, you know, for example, Pearson makes a new course. They can transfer it to um, to schools, like sending an email. So um, there's, there's, there's no need for a, a, a textbook there. It's all digital courseware. Um, yeah, that's where I wanted to pick up, actually, which is um, I know we worked on the content together. So what, what is actually included and what is the scope of, of the product and how did we kind of come up with the, the, the durations that it's broken into, um, you know, and, and can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, so... One, there's sort of a bit of a fallacy with online learning, which is that a, a platform should be student-centric, that you know, you're basically building a platform for a student, but students really lack um, motivation and autonomy. They really, just like in a classroom, they need to be driven by the expert, like the teacher who sets the homework, checks the homework, does all that sort of stuff. So we've got, we've got the self-study questions a lot, you know, many, many hours of, of self-study, but they're really driven off the back of these digital lessons that the teacher will be teaching. And really the, the core of the platform, if you like, and this is the same on e2language.com, is it's these daily live classes that you attend where you've got your peers, you've got your teacher, it's fun, it's interactive. Somebody's explaining complex concepts to you, unpacking them for you you learn them and then you go ahead and apply them in your own time to the self-study material. So, uh, yeah, so we've got lesson plans. I think there's um, sort of, uh, I think that we've got a 36 week um, duration course, um, 12, eight, six, four, and two. You can sort of, um, it, it's up to the school. And then uh, there's the self-study material um, for the students as well. Yeah, and just to clarify, when you say lesson plans, you mean these are these are lessons that are already built and in the platform, ready for teachers to to just kind of plug in and play. Exactly. Yeah, we call them lesson plans, but ready-made lessons really is what they are. <laughs> that's right. Cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, so something I, I guess I would wonder about is how are they able to conduct the lesson through this? How does that happen? And how do you see people kind of seamlessly moving into starting to integrate that? Would there be resistance? Do you think this is something that people could kind of easily take up? How, how would they go about doing that? I think there's going to be uh, training required. Ulti- as I, as yeah. I explained, we've, we've sort of replicated everything that happens in a school. So nothing is foreign there. There's no sorts of functions that are sort of bizarre. It's all stuff that teachers do. They mark, they teach, they communicate, etc. But I think there's the, the platform is, 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 um, 
is thorough. You know, it's not a small product. It's, it's a comprehensive product. Like it really is a digital school and there's really nothing left out of that. So I think there's going to be some sort of, we'll call it resistance, but there'll certainly be a hurdle to, to jump over to mm. get used to teaching online through this platform. I th- and, and that'll require a bit of hand-holding, I, I think. How, how would people get assistance or if you're an administrator that's thinking, actually, this is the right solution for us, I want to do this, how would they go about implementing it then? So um, on, on the platform itself, there's actually helpful videos, how-to videos that give you a step-by-step walkthrough of, of you know, how an administrator can assign a teacher to, to certain classes, um, how a teacher can then assign and submit homework and set homework. Um, and then as, as on an institutional level, the school can um, obviously contact uh, the Pearson um, for any kind of back end support systems as well. So um, I think it's relatively self-explanatory once you once you're actually in the platform and using it um, for, for both the teacher and, and the administrator and, and of course the student. Um, so, you know, I don't envisage there being too much resistance and, and a, a too steep of a learning curve for, for schools that want to adopt this and teachers that want to start teaching through the platform. So um, I think it, you know, I, we made it as simple as we, we could possibly make it. Yeah, I think I think once the sort of lights go on and people go, oh, I see how this really is effectively a digital language school. I, I kind of reckon it will be hard to go back to you know, a, a, a staff room with piles of marking on paper and stuff. I think, you know, COVID, no COVID, I think this platform can be used both um, fully online or sort of in a blended solution. And I tell you what, if if I went back into a school, I'd want my students to be submitting their essays through this platform so I can mark them in, you know, under two minutes comprehensively rather than being handed that piece of paper. Yeah, it's, it's really well organized. I know that just as a result of the, the training session that I attended, where it, it was evident how easy it was to use just by how quickly we were moving through the assignments. It's very intuitive. And I since working in digital education, I've used a lot of digital platforms and I find it almost, you're not really doing a lot of scrambling. I found it was very easy to kind of pick up, see what I needed to do from both the teacher and the student perspective, which I think is really reassuring. Terrific. Yeah, like one of the functions is the scheduling of live classes, which has been a, a mm. headache for schools right now because they're using Google calendars or Microsoft Outlook, and then they're using a, another third-party VoIP tool. This is all built in. So you basically just say, I want to teach Thursday, Friday, 3 p.m. for the next 10 weeks, click, bang. It's scheduled. It's scheduled in your calendar, the administrator's calendar, and the student's calendar. And the, the links are all there. It's and you know you can effectively schedule your you know your term of teaching in five minutes, I guess. Yeah, that that saves a lot of time. <laughs> I think I think one of the one of the things as well as as a teacher and a former teacher, I'm just going back here, is the the time it takes to prepare a lesson. The the, the I mean the preparation time, the marking time, um, that that's dead time. I mean, that, that amount of time is just wasted time. You're not getting paid for this additional time. Uh, normally you get paid for the amount of time that you spend in the classroom. So this platform actually saves a lot of that time. Um, and I think that's one of the key, key points for, for teachers to, to be aware of that, you know, you have ready-made lessons when you go in, you plug in the platform, you can literally plug in and play. It's all been, it's all there for your test preparation. And test preparation is one of the, 
is is probably the hardest <laughs> subject for a lot of language teachers to to yeah. pick up and just go into a classroom and teach. Um, general English, you know, is is fine. Business English, you know, but but test preparation is very very specific. So it's actually really really great to have um, E2L obviously create all of the all of the content for this and um, in such a way that any teacher, whether you're, you're a beginning teacher or an advanced teacher, can just go through and, and use the platform seamlessly from end to end. Um, so that's that's kind of one of the key things that people need to actually um, kind of understand uh, about GOTP. Yeah. And, and one thing about teaching online that you can't do in a classroom, I used to do I used to do this thing called the six step method. I don't know if you've heard of this teaching technique where you decide what you're going to teach six steps before the classroom door. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. <laughs> um, try to do that on Zoom. Like that is just that ends in a nightmare. The online teaching absolutely requires you to be well prepared and to have materials at your fingertips, or else it's it can turn into a very very boring sort of state of affairs. Um, yeah, so those teacher yeah. lesson plans are, are mm -hmm. key. Um, so, how can Rochelle? How can if a school is interested in, um, you know, having a high-quality digital a platform, you know, purpose-built for test prep, how can they find out more about this? Yeah, so this is something that we're really excited about. There's going to be a lot more information about GOTP over the next few weeks. So I would say around mid to early November thereabouts is when we're hoping that we can start sharing this with everyone and getting people actually into the platform using it. And it's going to be available in different regions around the world initially. So the Middle East, uh, different parts of Asia. And we want people to be able to come to the website, get in touch with someone, have a demo, have a conversation. It really is meant to be kind of, you know, an, an easy way to get in, start testing out the product. So I would say the short of that is coming up in November is when we're really excited to share this with the market. Well, I, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation with you both. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for joining us from the, the evening. James, it's always really good to hear about what's coming with the product. Um, and for everyone who tuned in, thank you very much for your time. Cool. Thanks, Rochelle. Thank, thank you, James. Thank you. thank you both. Nice seeing you both. Thanks for listening to E2 Talks. Remember to check out e2language.com for IELTS courses and PTE courses and OET and TOEFL courses. And if you need help with your general English language learning, then check out e2school.com. Thanks.